Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio, your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. Welcome to Season 19, Episode 21, powered by Huddle Analysis, often the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, and Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to another level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. We brought in Jason Buchler from the Pro Hockey Group to talk about uh, once again, like we did last week, the 2024 NHL draft and just trying to get you know, some some information together, just collecting data before we get to a point where we have to do hard analysis and put the final list together. So, Jason, we want to go over a few more players uh, that, you know, just to jump on from what we did last week. And I want to get your thoughts on Sasha Boisvert, who is a Quebec-born player but went to play in the USHL in yeah. uh, Muskegon. And I thought last year as a rookie, and look, the USHL is a hard league to produce points in. And I thought as a, a first-year player there, he played exceptionally well. And I think he's transferred that to this season as well. And what I liked about what he's done is he's become much more of a dual threat. He recognized mm-hmm. last year that he needed to shoot more and get inside the paint more. And so that he isn't so one-dimensional and that he's so it's easier to get targeted in terms of, you know, being, you know, can target him and no understanding what he's doing. And I thought this year he did a much better job of that. And I think he's a really well-rounded two-way center who once he gets through college out of uh, North Dakota, he could be a very good player in the NHL. Yeah. So what's really improved with him year over year is uh, so he grew, it looks to me like his body that he grew tall early in his development. And then the rest of the mechanics had to kind of catch up a little bit. Um, So last year he was, you know, he's got great stick, great hands, great vision. He can make plays in small areas. So, you know, if he wasn't getting from A to B quite as fast last year, he could make a dish to a line mate. And, you know, there was a result out of it this year. He's getting places quicker, uh, and you can really see it as the season goes along, even transporting the puck uh, through the neutral zone, like leading the rush himself. Um, So the fact that he's quicker, faster, is getting him better looks at the net, and now he's scoring more goals. So he's flipped the script. Like last year it was uh, more playmaking. This year it's more goal scoring. So um, he's a very interesting uh, uh, player for me, prospect for me. I think he's on the rise. He's one of the risers on my list for sure. Uh, going to a great program at North Dakota. I think he's a two-year guy at the college level before he turns pro, but this is a top 15 NHL draft in this cycle for me, and I'm not going to be the least bit surprised if somebody takes a run at him uh, around 10, to be honest with you. I think that he's one of the guys in this draft class who's got a lot of momentum, similar to uh, a Carter uh, Yakimchuk uh, in Calgary. Yeah, I agree with that, just because there's – versatility in his game and versatility is has a high value in the NHL when you can play in a lot of different situations coaches love it and general managers like it because it's just a greater asset base to work from I want to get your thoughts on Cole Hudson and it's such an such an interesting dynamic when you're looking at smaller offensive minded defensemen and then how many make the NHL and then how many have struggles in the NHL or get to the NHL and have struggles. So if you look at in the past, you look at Adam Boquist, Jake Bean, Eric Brandstrom, Ty Smith, 
Ryan Merkley, Nicholas Bowden, all first round picks, all in some ways either have a problem getting into the NHL or having problems sticking in that top four role or to be a number four defenseman as an offensive defenseman. And then I look to successes more like Jared Spurgeon and, you know, Ryan Ellis, who, who's injured, but did it as a five ten D man. Do you think Cole Hudson has the capability of being special defensively? I'm not worried about the offense, but just, you gotta be, if you're going to be that small, you got to be special defensively. And can he duplicate what, you know, the Ryan Ellis's of the world and the Jared Spurgeon's of the world, could he replicate that defensively? Yeah. I mean, even uh, Samuel Gerard, right. You think right. about a player like that and, you know, and he was wheeling around in the Quebec league. So um, I have no doubt that this kid uh, is going to be a, a capable defender in the NHL. I really believe it. I, I think that, there's going to be some growth required, no doubt. And he's always going to be what I call average to average plus defensively. If he's between there, even if he lands between there, his offensive element takes over for me in terms of his value on my roster. So this is a player you need to pair with the right D partner. You know, he might need a tree as a partner, a guy that's going to, you know, stay at home a lot more, obviously, you know, protect the house, if you will. But he's plenty competitive. He's quick to space. He can pounce on pucks ahead of uh, his opponents. And he's got that hockey sense and the spatial awareness to read and react, you know, quicker than a lot of uh, people in this age group. So, um, you know, his offensive numbers uh, are slowly starting to climb again. He had a huge tournament at the uh, Five Nations in Plymouth here recently where he went off, I believe, for eight or nine points or something like that in that tournament. Um, and he was all over it. He had the puck on his stick, every stick, kind of like his brother did before he went to BU. So it's going to be uh, something that takes some time. But uh, average defensively is going to be good enough for me, Shane, with this guy because he'll quarterback one of your power play units and he'll be able to do all the other things offensively. Let's talk about Maxime Massey out of the queue. And, you know, there's been a few queue forwards that have come out that have been a you know stocky build. Um, you know, north, south, up and, you know, up and down the wing and guys that could potentially project into that third line role. Like almost like, I don't like using the term middle six because it's not very terribly specific, but a guy that just has a higher floor that you can rely on may not have the high end offensive abilities, but you know, if paired to get going against third pairing D that's, where a player like that can maybe exploit that and get some secondary offense thoughts on him in this season and where you sort of project him as the season finishes out. Well, you know, he's not a transition threat per se. So he's not the guy on zone exits that you want to lead the rush through the neutral zones. So well, if he gets it on the half wall in his zone, he's going to chip it to, to open space and he wants to join the rush, you know? So when the puck gets into the offensive zone, he's a hash marks down guy, middle of the ice guy exceptional puck touch like he's got great mitts and he can extend plays along the wall and below the goal line so there's there's value in players like that at this time of year we're getting close to trade deadline players who can like the zach hymans of the world who can extend plays in the hard areas they're exceptionally valued i'm not saying that mass is going to be that but what i am saying i'm trying to paint a picture you know that's the kind of player he is he's going to be that guy in the middle of the ice when he gets it on the flank on the power play he's going to rip it so great mitts, heavy body, uh, average plus feet. He's going to have to go to another level of the skating. 
But uh, I like him a lot for what he can provide. And uh, the NHL's a track meet, though. He's definitely going to have to improve his skating. Do you find, though, with a player like this, even, you know, he'll, I expect he'll improve his skating overall in terms of his two and three step quickness. I think his agility is pretty good because that's how he can protect the puck down low. Yep. And, you know, and round in front of the net, you know, get a little extra burst on that foot speed just to be able to help drive back some defenders. But in the playoffs, I think sometimes, particularly in the NHL, we watch the regular season, we sort of forget what hockey's really like. And then that first round comes and it's a bloodbath. And it's guys like Massey who can wear down defenders and control the play. So then he has puck support coming in, right? Especially if you dump the puck in, you got to go in and grind and get at it. He can kind of, he can keep that there or get in front of the net and control some position and battle a D-man who has to keep one eye on him and one eye on what's going on. Do you think he ends up translating better as, even though he'll probably, if he does play, he's probably a third line player, but his value actually extends when you're in the playoffs because of how he plays along the wall in front of the net. Yeah, for sure. He's the type of guy that absorbs contact from his first check and it might take two checks to knock him off the plate. And that's exceptionally valuable. So you know, you're on to something there when you talk about him maybe being a three. Call it, call him a three at even strength, but he's going to be on one of the power play units because you have to have him. Like, he's a, a goal scorer. Yeah, like, you know, he's – well, he can play the bumper or he can play the flank. Like, it's it's either or, the weak side flank. So, um, yeah, these types of guys, you know, the, you, you hit it right on the head. In the first round of playoffs especially, um, even when they're not going in terms of production offensively they're wearing down the opponent or the opponent and it's a war of attrition isn't it so uh, that's the type of player he can be that way he doesn't back down from contact and compete in the hard areas so there's lots to like you know and that's where you sort of look at you know him and Sasha in terms of they're both players that have the willingness and make choices um, good choices to go and play in the dirty areas not everybody likes playing in the house you know, because nope. defensemen are angry and they don't want you there. So that's what I look for is I know a lot of these top end guys make really good decisions with the puck or shooting. But to me, I, I look for the difference, which players make good choices, who are going to take hits to make plays, who's going to take that, you know, get smacked around in front of the net, who's going to control the puck and willing to absorb that. Because that to me is a separator between the players that can it's all about winning in the playoffs. It's not about winning in the in the regular season. So those are the players I'm always looking for. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the 2024 draft right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. 
The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 